And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Um, great show today. I was joined by my good friend, Remzo Martinez. Uh, you know the drill. Uh, y- y'all know. Y- you know and love Remzo. It's always a good time uh, when, when he joins the show. We had a, a ton to get to, and we got to uh, hardly any of it, <laughs> which I guess is, is uh, par for the course. Uh, we, we did touch on the, the Andrew Cuomo stuff, the uh, the military going after Tucker Carlson, and and a whole bunch of uh, non non uh, non political stuff as well. Um, so good, a, a, a nice break from uh, from from all politics all the time, as as it's been on the show for the last few weeks. Um, guys, before I get to Remzo, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Bulk Munitions. Great news, ladies and gentlemen! Uh, you never have to worry about running out of ammo ever again because you can order bulk ammo at bulkmunitions.com. Uh, they have it all in stock, ready to ship fast. Uh, whether you need nine. 223 uh, 12-gauge, 22, whatever you need. Um, they have uh, no back orders. They don't have it listed unless it's in stock, ready to ship fast. All orders ship within two business days. Um, and I, I always like working with companies that share the values that I put forth uh, twice a week on this podcast. Bulk Munitions is no different. Um, they started their company uh, because while there are other uh, great uh, online ammo retailers, um, the folks at Bulk Munitions want their work to serve a higher purpose. That's why they donate at least a minimum of 10% of their profits to Christian-owned and Second Amendment-supporting nonprofits. They call it the Ammo Tithe, which is great. And if that all isn't great enough, they're offering this audience uh, a limited-time offer. Um, if you use the promo code TNGP21, um, you can get a free Blackhawk magazine case, whether it's a soft-sided case for pistol mags or a hard-sided case for AR-15 mags. You get that Blackhawk case uh, absolutely free with any order over $100 using the promo code TNGP21. You can see the offer right now at, at bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. One more time, that is bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. Use that promo code TNGP21 uh, to get that free Blackhawk mag case on the house. Guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Podcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Remzo Martinez. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Remzo Martinez. Remzo, how you doing, man? I am doing great, um, you know, and I'm, I'm doing really good. As, as many of you may have seen on Twitter recently, uh, it's been a sensitive time in my life because once again, I feel like I'm being bullied like I was in ninth grade. And, you know, much like then, it almost looks like I'm going through puberty. But, Brady, I have a question. Mm-hmm. You've got, and, and listeners can't see this, but you've got a beautiful flowing beard. Mm-hmm. Some would say like pseudo Viking-ish. And because manly. you're a rock yeah. star, you really pull it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I've 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 triggered some people because what I didn't realize is that there are a lot of people who hate facial hair. And what I'm seeing through a lot of profile pics is that there are people who look like they're incapable of growing it. So I think and I don't want to call people out, but I think this is the equivalent of like schlong envy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's so. like, listen, you know, I, I don't got I don't got like, you know, a, a 20 incher right now, but this is better than nothing. And it's filling in and doesn't look like I just, you know, hit puberty again. Yeah. I mean, so for, I you think, know, for anybody yeah. that can't see, obviously, it's an audio only show um, that will be changing soon. Side note. But uh, yeah, you know, Remso's got the, the nice, you know, chin, nice mustache. The mustache looks good, like looks legitimately the, good. So it's it's the it's the mustache. The soul patch and a goatee, and right. I'm keeping it trimmed. I don't want it to get too scraggly. It long. doesn't want quite to connect though. Like you have some real estate between chin and mustache though. Yeah, like it's called it's called a Van Dyke for some reason because if it was connected, it would just be a circle beard, which I did, right. and it didn't look good. But this one actually, I think it slims out my face, and it filled out pretty evenly because I had like a whole streak of blonde hairs, so I just trimmed it. And eventually it, 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 it grew out darker. But now I feel for the first time in my life, I, I don't have to get carded to order alcohol anymore. They actually just think I'm an adult. Dude, I got carded the other day at Kroger's buying alcohol. I'm like, I'm 32. I have a full beard. I do not look I, I almost I almost feel like if you're in your 30s and you get carded, you should take that as a compliment. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's better than the alternative, I suppose. But no, I mean, like, look, it's, it, it's a good thing, I think, for society, for men to grow facial hair, like... Yeah, and, and like I, I don't buy the uh, you know some guys can't grow facial hair. You can always grow something, like you can grow a mustache or you can grow like just a something, a soul patch or whatever. If you want to look like a douchebag, but like you can grow something, like just like minimal sideburns, like the short sideburns. Like every dude can grow something and should. Yeah, and I mean somebody somebody called me like broke Tony Stark the other day, and I thought that was funny because I was like, That's so you're great. telling me if, like I didn't have to say it or anything, you just assumed it looks like that. I'll take the compliment. Yeah, broke whatever, but like I'll I'll take the win. I'll take the win. Yeah, man. I mean, and just, uh, you've been called worse. Oh, way worse, way worse. Last week I was called Fat Mario Lopez. <laughs> uh, before that, it was um, prepubescent uh, Antonio Banderas. And then it that's was, still uh, not bad. I mean, that that dude's handsome as shit still. Yeah. And he's like 60. So, I yeah. mean, so like I'm, I'm taking it. It's like these backhanded compliments keep coming in. But what I think is funny, like I've been really trying to write it because originally I was just doing it to just feel how it could grow out because I got discharged from the National Guard recently. So I'm doing that. I'm going to start doing something different with my hair instead of a high and tight. But like I started putting up polls on like Facebook and Twitter. And what was funny was that, you know. Of course, if my girlfriend likes it, I'm going to keep it. And she was pretty ambivalent about it. But overall, like I want to say of like 50 people who answered my different polls on it as to whether shave, grow or keep it. They almost basically all said either grow it or keep it. And what was really validating is all my hot female friends. They all said keep it. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm not saying I'm going for validation, but look who's saying I should probably keep it. I should probably, you know. If, if, if it's going to get me a little side eye here and there, I'm not saying no to that. Yeah, I mean, most questions you ask, it really matters who's answering the question. That that matters more than the question itself, typically. The, the bald people and the neck beards all said that, like, stylized beards and stuff, which I don't, like, other than, like, having to trim this and shape it daily now, I don't feel like it's all that stylized. But, like, the neck beards are like, you should just go ahead and grow it out, bro. You should go ahead and, you know, not be too masculine, but, you know, just let it flow because it's yourself. And I'm like, you, listen, scraggle beard, shut the fuck up. <laughs> One. And beards, fish hair just, like, helps your jawline, too. Like, not everybody has, like, a... You and I, you and I have round faces. Yeah. So, for me, I wanted something that actually squared my face more. Right. 
Like not everybody and has I, like a and, John you know, I've also, Cena like chin. You know what I mean? Like, no, some, and, and I've also got like even when I was like you know super cut doing CrossFit in my early twenties and stuff, I've always had bit of a double chin, and this kind of it kind of eliminates it. Yeah, it just hides so, it, man. Yeah, so I mean, I've been I've been pretty happy with it. When when did you start growing facial hair? I I literally no, no, couldn't. I'm sorry, no. When did you start actually like inten- yeah in, like intentionally saying I want a beard? I was probably like 24, 25. Was it before or after the band? I've been in the band since I started the band when I was 17. But I've been in band since I was like 13. So I, okay. I've been in bands my entire life. And was it am. was it because you wanted like kind of like that Metallica Leonard Skinner type no, I just, vibe? Or I don't know. I was just tired of not having a beard. Like it was always just super patchy, and like I could grow like a mustache, a little bit of like a goatee kind of, but it was kind of patchy. And then my sideburns looked terrible. They were just patches, like dead hamsters on my face. Like it was absolutely terrible. And then one day I was just like, you know what? I'm a grown man. I'm like 25 years old. I'm growing a beard. I'm like, for as long as it takes to look good, I'm just gonna just ride just ride the storm out. And it was a storm, brother. Like, I looked like trash for, like, six months. I just did not shave my sideburns for, like, six or eight months. I just what, powered through. Say? Oh, she hated it. Yeah. <laughs> no, she hated it. She, I mean, she likes my beard shorter anyway. But, like, I was like, look, eventually it'll grow out. It'll grow in thicker. I just have to push through that awkward stage of patchy sideburns. And I did. I just waited it out. And it, it worked out eventually. By the time I was, like, maybe 26, I, had, I could grow a full beard. But it took a long time. Dude, like, as a, when I was, like, 18, 19, 20, there's nothing. Like, I couldn't grow anything. It was ridiculous. I mean, I have blonde hair, too, so I guess it makes sense. Well, well I mean, even for, I think, I think it's really hard for, like, there are some people where it's like, oh, I don't look good with facial hair. I think it depends on, like, the style, because, like, I don't think I could ever pull off, like, a longer beard, kind of like what you have. It's shorter, but it's probably out, like, a couple, like, an inch and a half or so. I don't think I could pull that off. I think everyone has a style that is good for them. And, and I mean, I was talk, I was recording an episode of my show with a super hot friend of mine who's a professional bodybuilder, and like we were joking about, I asked her opinion about it during the show, and she's like, I like it. And I'm like, you see, like we were talking about things that boost confidence, and it's like, see, like beards and facial hair, if done right and maintained, are like push-up bras for men. Yeah, they don't hurt; they just help. Yeah, and there's not right. there's not that much stuff men can do too. It's like we don't have like a million different clothing options. To make you us, got watches and shoes. She, yeah, and I don't. I've never cared about either one of those two things. I've never worn a watch in my life, and I don't have nice shoes. I just wear boots. I wear boots every day. But yeah, uh, but but if you wanted to, that's all you're really limited to. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like fashion. Like I feel like if you've worn a certain thing for a while, especially as you get older, you're not likely to venture out. Like now, since I'm doing the facial hair thing, I'm gonna grow out my hair. I'm wearing less clothes that I wore when I was like, you know, in my in my military capacity. So like last week I bought myself a denim jacket. Is it really that much? But like, no, but it was one of those things where it's like, you know, I want to just try just to see it. And now it's like, you know what? I look like, you know, Latino Bruce Springsteen. I'll kind of keep it that I think I've experimented <laughs> enough in my life. I'll put on a bracelet. It's like, OK, now this is too much. <laughs> Dude, just a random thought, just a random thought on men's fashion which i found hilarious i was uh I, I forget why but i swung by my parents house the other day i was just flipping through the channels on the tv 
because I don't I've never had cable like ever since like 2010 or so when I got married and moved out of my parents' house. So I was just like flipping through the channel, seeing what's on TV. And there's like a there's like a fishing channel, you know. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'll watch a little bit of this. Big fisherman, and they were like they did this. They had this ridiculous fishing competition on TV. It was like, it wasn't like the Bassmasters, but it was something like that. But for walleye instead. And anyway, it was like super competitive show. But they were really leaning in to like the game show aspect. So they had this dude who's clearly just a professional fisherman as like the anchor, like calling like play by play or whatever. But like you can tell he wasn't used to dressing up because he's just like a fisherman. He's just like used to wearing jeans and a T-shirt. So he had a T-shirt and jeans, but he had a nice jacket with a pocket square. <laughs> oh. So it's like nice jacket, pocket square t-shirt <laughs> i was like dude what do you do like he just thinks he's like oh crap like i'm on tv as like the host i need to dress up but like he'd never dressed up before so he like probably didn't own a suit so he just bought a jacket and pocket square to go with his on the boat attire it was pretty bonkers but that shows you how little men can actually do to improve their appearance when when i first started working in dc i just graduated from a um, the military college I went to in Alabama and I wanted to dress up like that DC preppy young Republican look. And I fucking <laughs> sucked at it. Like I, oh, I'm I terrible like, at that, man. I, like, I cannot, I cannot do it. I, I've gotten better, not because I love it, but because I just wanted to not look awkward. So now I know how to pair ties of shirts and stuff. And I know that, you know, my, my watch band should be similar or complement my belt, which should be the same color as my shoes, like stupid little things like that. I've gotten used to, but you know, the, the jacket thing is funny because like, you know, jackets like facial hair, they only look good on all men if done right. And I right. could tell what type of jacket you mentioned, because like that look could have been good with a blazer, right? Like a sports coat yeah. without yeah. a pocket square. Yeah. Like Dan Bongino, when he does that type of stuff, he'll wear a t-shirt and a blazer, but it's not a suit jacket. Right. And it's, and it's tailored for He's him. also it, jacked though. If you're jacked, you can get away with stuff like that too. Yeah, but actually, I think bigger men, and by bigger, I mean either muscular or just huskier, like, that that's a good look for anybody if done right. right. I think with, you know, with, with more, you know, slender guys, it, it's a bit of a hard thing because it also gives you a look of false shoulders and things like that, which is so weird because, like, as our culture has gotten into more like the soy boy liberal territory – I'm not going to say that men's fashion has gotten worse, but I will say that men have forgotten how to dress in a way that suits themselves. Because whether you're super casual or you're incredibly preppy, everyone has their own preferences, but there's a way to do it that still actually makes you look like you're pulling it off. And with everything else that's going on right now, like apparently skinny jeans are, are coming back or something. And like no, there's this man. idea that, no. you know, I won't circular let, glasses. I, won't let, I will not let skinny jeans come back. Dude, I had to. Just being in a rock and roll band, I had to wear skinny jeans from, like, I'd say 2000. It wasn't early on. So I started my band in 2006. So skinny jeans were really, it was probably, like, 2009 to 2013, 12 or 13. I had, like, you had to wear skinny jeans all the time. And, like, dude. Three day effect. It was terrible. Like, dude, you're, you're, it's just not, that's not, you know. Just the male anatomy. It just doesn't work. It's not, it's painful. It's awful. Mobility is just trash. Like, I, I thank goodness, like, I never, like, got into a, like, a fist fight wearing skinny jeans because I don't, I would just lose. You know what I mean? You like, rip a testicle. Yeah. Yours. yeah man. I mean, it's like, or you try to throw a kick and just rip your pants in half or something. <laughs> like, 
Like, well, I'm naked now. How do we, how do we proceed here, guy? I'm fighting in a bar. Like, I, yeah, it'd just be a horrible situation. But no, man. Like, I'm so glad skinny jeans went the way of the buffalo. And I, I mean, I will fight, like physically, to keep that from becoming trendy again. Yeah, but I mean, just just weird things like that. It's like, who told guys that this was comfortable? Like, oh, women go yeah, to no, look no. good. They don't care yeah. if they look comfortable because they will bitch all day and be like, oh, I hate this. And it's like, well, why don't you put on something else? And then they'll be like, oh, well, this no. looks so good on me. Yeah. Men go for comfort. Yes. Like, nine times out of ten. Yeah. So when they see shit like that, and I'm just like, what guy thinks that's comfortable? It's like, come on, don't, don't, you, think, don't you think the stick figure dudes, don't you think even they want some room for the junk? Like, come on. Dude, I remember back, and it was still when skinny jeans were still popular, freaking, uh, I remember Joe Rogan. <laughs> Everybody's making fun of Joe Rogan because he started buying those stupid, uh, they're like, what do they call that? The fake jeans. They're not jeans. They're like sweatpants, but je- look like jeans, you know? Jeggings. Jeggings. He started wearing those, but he's like, and looked ridiculous, of course. But he's no, like, what, what I hated were he's the Joe Rogan. So, so he's like, uh, this tough guy he could kick anybody's ass and he's super rich and famous and everybody likes him so it's like th- he, nobody could shame him out of wearing jeggings it's like dude good for you and then he started wearing p- fanny packs and shit it's like dude good for you man if you're like if you're joe rogan status you can just literally do what you want and nobody can say anything live, about it live your truth king yeah <laughs> just live your truth oh man dude so all right we have a lot of stuff non politics related like we we typically don't even talk politics when you're on the show but we got to mention a couple things just real quick we got to give the people a little bit um everyone probably has a reason to kill themselves i just don't want to be a person that gives them that reason (laughs) so i have to mention that the military is going after tucker carlson i i i did not have that on my 2021 bingo card like the military goes after cable news host but like so the, for anybody that missed it, Tucker Carlson on Fox News made like a completely obvious and self-evidently correct statement that pregnant women women shouldn't be in combat. Like not that they shouldn't serve or even serve in the infantry or anything, but that they shouldn't be <laughs> in combat while pregnant. I think I don't think there's anybody that really disagrees with that, really. But apparently that offended a lot of the woke generals. So uh, your, your thoughts on on the latest? I, I mean, I, I would disagree somewhat with the argument because the idea wasn't should pregnant women go out and like storm Baghdad or fly F-18s or something. It was about a new policy, which was actually signed and approved under the Trump administration for maternity uniforms. Because the thing is that like in many career fields, you can go ahead and be pregnant and still work. But most of the time you you get uniform accommodations that didn't really exist for the military so i have seen on several occasions and you see this in the guard where it's even a little bit more awkward because you see this less but you have these pregnant women who show up to drill at their unit and they're wearing like you know workout clothes yeah. and it's just kind of awkward because in their defense they can't put on their their uniform their their uh, their combat fatigues right so it was just one of those things where it's like listen they need to work but they also still need to look like they're professionals. So making maternity uniforms for pregnant women wasn't to go ahead and put them in a tank and go, you know, stand along the DMV in North and South Korea. It was you need to show up to work. Right. B- because that, you know, that's, that's not the what, that's thing. not what Tucker Carlson was talking about, though. Yeah. But I mean, he was he, he, he said it in points where I would agree with some of the actual arguments, but he did it in like the most prissy elitist way possible 
Well, that's and, and that's because he's, he's Tucker Carlson. That's how he. I think that's just his disposition. And, and, that, and that's something I've always I, I've always been fucking confused because I know a lot of like working class conservatives that think he's like one of the greatest thinkers of our time. He's really not. <laughs> no. But he's also a dude that grew up in Georgetown and his first real gig was getting into media. And he was on TV within a few years and then dancing on the stars a few years after that. Now he's one of the most highest paid people ever. Right. I'm not doubting his work ethic. I'm just saying that, you know, for a lot of people, they have to start here on the ladder. He was a at least three quarters of the way up. And it, it you know, it, it went from there. I mean, who else could get away of bow ties that early in their career other than a DC elitist? But I mean, he, he went on to attack many things. And here's the thing. And I, and I see this as a soldier who served with many women across the branches. Um, th this constant attack on the feminization of the military. It, it was never what, what's funny was it was never actually even coming from women. It was right. coming from men that were attacking other men, and I think it was often used as a way to try and bring him down. I, I always thought it was a was a thing where it's like, oh, if I can get this guy and I can get people to think he's anti-woman or something, it's going to mess with his career opportunity. So right. what's funny was this was almost done by men. When, when it came to stuff like you know uh, Special Forces Selection, Ranger School, and stuff like that, I always thought – you know, if if a person wants to go through that, regardless of who they are, they should go ahead and do it. I just think that they should have kind of the same standards. In right. some cases, there are some physiology stuff. You got to be able to make sure that, you know, the, the PT tests are adjusted like they are. They're, the standards for a woman are different than the standards for a man for a man when it comes to their PT test. But when it comes to things like going through ranger school where you're going to be in the swamp for two weeks and you got to do squad level tactics and things like that, those things that are like real key indicators as to whether or not you're grasping the material and you're, you know, meeting the, the, the satisfactory levels, that stuff could never really change. And you had a lot of women in the military who wanted to try and go for MARSOC, which is their, uh, their, their spec ops branch. And they're like, no, when you, when you actually look at everything, it's like that woman needs to be able to carry a Zodiac boat on their shoulder with a bunch of other guys while holding their 60 pounds of shit in their rifle. Right. Um, you know that you, you can't, you can't mess with that. Like you have to do that. You have to do the work. And this has been an argument for like seven years. I went in 2013. Like I remember this, they're like, well, don't you want women on the front lines? Don't women deserve that? And it's like, you know, look at Tulsi Gabbard, for example, yeah. she, she was an MP, um, yeah. and a medic as an officer. And like she was on the front lines because MPs did that. Yeah. I think people really got confused with that because front lines for like your generic civilian was always you want to go ahead and stick them in the infantry. And for the most part, most women in the military didn't want to be infantry because it also creates one of those environments where, you know, if you've got to be out, you know, patrolling and, and setting up fobs in the middle of freaking Afghanistan, uh, we can't worry about whether or not you have all your hygiene equipment. We can't worry about whether or not you have some sanitation issues that men don't have to deal with, which makes them lighter and faster for things yeah. on the go. Um, you know, if you worry about sexual assaults and stuff, uh, you know, let's look at the one environment where you don't want that to happen. Yeah. Like if you're going to do risk mitigation, that's the one place where it's like so much can go wrong. You don't need to add that factor. Yeah. So women, for the most part, didn't even really want that. They just wanted the ability to um to have equal career opportunities because that was one of the things that a lot of women saw limiting in certain branches they're like i have to be able to serve in you know x unit for x positions for x amount of time in order to progress so the argument was there but with with tucker i mean i i agree with him on the transgender stuff um you know 
when when I was basically out the door, we started going through a lot of the sensitivity stuff for transgender soldiers. And it was just one of those situations where it's like, yeah, this is completely inherently like wrong. Like yeah. you can't just do this because now you've got people recruiting basically like, you know, if you want to go ahead and get surgery, the 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 army will pay for it and shit. So it's like on on those grounds, like I agree with him. And I think if he had taken the time to actually explain it instead of just being a hothead on it, I I don't think you would have a lot of people going after him. But I think a lot of servicemen and women specifically took it personally because it's like, you know, we could kind of criticize each other. But fuck you, man. And, and you know, Tucker Carlson, that, that's, that's what bothers me. That's what bothers me. He talks a lot about he talks a lot about like, you know, the virtues of masculinity and we're all, the, you know, we're all the tough men and we can't win wars and shit. And it's like, you know, Tucker, you were you tried to be a war reporter during the early days of the Iraq war. And you were going to do three months in Baghdad after the invasion in 2003. And he was such a scared little bitch. He cried on the first day and asked on the second day to come home. And on the third day, he was flown back to Georgetown. Well, it's not just Tucker like. I, yeah, I agree with you on Tucker. Not not a big fan, but like, I forget which general. I think it was the Space Command guy that like tweeted at Tucker Carlson. Personally. Yeah, he, he's he's basically the the senior enlisted NCO for Space Command. Yeah, and he uh, was like, oh well, how about you try serving the military if you want to have an opinion? It's like, D- wait, no, 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 no. See, I, I've never I didn't serve in the military like you did, but. I can say whatever the fuck I want about the military, and I will. I mean, I, I can have an opinion on anything, and I will. I have an opinion on everything. That's why I'm a podcast. What bothered, so what bothered I, I don't want me about, anybody to tell me that I'm not allowed to have an opinion on military issues because I never served. That's ridiculous. That's not how things yeah. work in a free country. That's not yeah, how. Yeah, I mean, what, what bothered me really about that was that he did that from his official government account. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and I think his name is um, is is uh, Sergeant Slater, Sergeant Slaughter, something like that. Like I, I I know I know people who know him, and for the most part, he's always been a you know, a good Marine, a Marines Marine. But, you know, when you start getting into those positions within the military, um, you know, the, the jokes start coming out. It's like, what's the difference between um, a general and the po- a, a general and a politician? And, and the question and the answer is the politician gets paid more and they can legally lobby. Because once you start getting that high up in your yeah. career and you start coming around Washington, it becomes a very political environment. It's like, um, you know, the, the current sec def. Like I wanted to like him for a while, but one, I didn't like the fact that he was just coming on to DOD from Raytheon, just directly second, from the board of Raytheon to the yeah, DOD. Yeah, and, and a I mean, lot of like, the things, dude. yeah, and like a lot of the things that he's talking about now in terms of like you know wokeism and fighting so-called extremism within the forces and everything else. It's like you you don't actually believe this shit, but you have to say it you because now you're it. a politician. Yeah, and like it's good, and it's not that. I, I, I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying I don't respect the, the military and the, and the cops and all that. Of course I do. I mean, like, tons of family members and half of my friends have served or are currently serving in the military. But, like, I, I like that a lot of right-wingers are getting red-pilled on stuff like the military and the cops. You know, like, a lot of conservatives forever, literally forever, have just blindly just worshipped cops in the military, just believing that the military and the cops are always good no matter what. It's like, okay— was it Bernie Sanders? Was it like the, you know, the whole Dems are bad thing from Boomercom, Boomercons? That's like some bush league amateur hour stuff, you know. <laughs> like I'm glad that conservatives, a lot of conservatives anyway, are realizing that the state is not their ally. Like even the parts of the state that we traditionally like, 
the military, the police, stuff like that. Th- those institutions can be corrupted by the left as easily as any other institution, as, as easily as any other branch of the state. So, like, it wasn't AOC and Bernie Sanders, you know, the people that, that the boomer cons hate. It wasn't Bernie Sanders arresting pastors in Kentucky last May, right? Those were cops. <laughs> those were Republican voting, red state cops arresting pastors for the crime of preaching the gospel of Jesus. Okay? So, like... You, I'm glad we're seeing a lot of conservatives being red-pilled on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you, you look at everything that happened on, like, uh, on January 6th at the Capitol. Oh, all yeah. these Trump people went from, like, you know, back the blue to, like, fuck the police real fast. <laughs> like, almost instantaneously. And then vice versa. Like, the Black Lives Matter guys are, like, had their thin blue line flags. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? Yeah, it's like suddenly all the defund the police people are like, we need to go ahead and make it illegal to say anything about cops. And it's like, <laughs> what the hell? I, like, I remember when I was in, like, uh, Virginia Republican politics, and I would criticize the cops. And I'm like, you know, it looks it makes you look real stupid when you have a thin blue line flag and your Gadsden flag on the same vehicle. And they're like, the cops will follow the Constitution. I'm like, no, they, no, fucking they won't. won't. Name no, they won't. Where they did no. that. Name no, they won't. They, they will go ahead and enforce like the most egregious, potentially illegal and immoral shit just because yeah. they – you know, they're not going to risk their jobs for you. Just you think they orders. fucking care about you? They no, don't care okay. about you. The, the cops are the cops, the police. Their job isn't even to protect people. Their job is to enforce law. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if the law it. is immoral, even if it's unconstitutional, even if it's just downright evil, like these lockdowns, they enforce the cop. Republican voting cops enforced lockdowns across the country. Red states and blue states. How many gym owners were dragged out in handcuffs? Yeah, man. By the cops that work out at those gyms. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, sorry, man, but I'm not I'm not I'm not putting my union benefits in danger for you. Crazy, man. It's crazy. I, I briefly we have to mention the ongoing Andrew Cuomo, the life and times of Andrew Cuomo. Um, he did a press conference. Uh, what was that Saturday where he said he's he's not resigning. I mean, the, the depravity of this guy is amazing. And, uh, you know, he, the, the, man, it, it, part of his press conference, he, uh, he told the press that he was blaming uh, cancel culture for all these sexual assault allegations. He is now an anti-cancel culture warrior. Yeah, he's going to be on Steven Crowder, and then he's going to go <laughs> ahead and go on Fox News, and he will get appointed to a position in Trump's next administration. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, look, I— my only thoughts, and we've talked Andrew Cuomo to death. I mean, the guy, I yes, he deserves to be in prison for killing somewhere between ten and 15,000 elderly New Yorkers, you know, aside from the, you know, the sexual sexual assault stuff. Brady, that's nothing, though. He he felt up a chick. Yeah, yeah, it's way worse than killing grandma. But, like— Yeah, way worse. I, The only thing—the only thing I have to add today on Andrew Cuomo is that the, you people need to realize—you people listening to my show—you people need to realize— Hearing Andrew Cuomo talk, like the 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 moral depravity of this guy, was like, if he if it wasn't so evil, it would have been hilarious. You know what I mean? Like he's such a wicked wicked man. Like you guys need to understand, these people are not like us. <laughs> like they're not like like the old George Carlin. Like it's a big club and you're not in it. It's like like these people are not like you. Like Cuomo sent thousands of elderly New Yorkers to their early graves, and he didn't miss a wink of sleep. Like, it didn't bother him. When Barack Obama bombed a Doctors Without Borders hospital, field hospital in Yemen, he slept like a baby that night. You know what I mean? Like, these people are not, like, dude, what? 
if you or I were president and we, we thought that we were doing something right by bombing the Houthis in Yemen for some reason, if we had deluded ourselves to the point where we thought that was moral, and then we found out we bombed a Doctors Without Borders hospital, like, dude, I would have killed myself. You know, like, how do you, how do you live past? The, but, like, these, it doesn't bother these folks. Like, it, it does not, what Cuomo did to the elderly folks in New York, it doesn't bother them. You know what I mean? And that's like, these people are not your friends. It doesn't matter. Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. Like, these people, it takes a stone-cold sociopath to succeed at the highest levels of government. There are exceptions, but not that many. Like, the exceptions are few and far between, in my opinion. Virginia like, had this happen, like, two years ago with Governor Ralph Northam talking about, like— post-birth abortion oh, yeah. which was like literally infant yeah. side yeah. and why did why were democrats calling to recall him it's because in the he yearbook he wore blackface <laughs> yeah. so it's like forget the fact that he's saying you can murder a person yeah like and, and you know we could talk about like when life begins and all that stuff but it was just like well you know we'll, we'll make the baby comfortable and then we'll have a conversation it's like no we'll, one was fucking phased about that it's why take i take out the my whole, crossbow and shoot it in the head yeah i mean see that, all that's normal why, stuff yeah yeah, that's why, like, the whole recall Gavin Newsom thing in California, like, I think it's a, a load of shit because, like, all these Republicans are like, see, even Democrats don't like Newsom. They just don't like him. Yeah. They, 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 they're even – they're blind to their own policies because even if they do it, like, it's not like suddenly, you know, it's going to become a Republican state. They're just going to get somebody who's exactly like Newsom except not him, and then they're going to pretend that things are better. Yeah. Then they're going to get mad when things don't, and then they're going to move to Texas where it looks like everything is awesome, and then they're going to be like, oh, these people are savages. Let's teach you how to run a real society, and then they'll burn that place to the ground too. Yeah. I mean you saw like, you saw Anthony Fauci over the weekend. Like one, don't trust anybody who's live, whose life was made exponentially better by the coronavirus pandemic. He's the highest paid federal member employee. of the federal government. Yeah. I mean, he's dude, he's living the dream right now. Like, you saw him on TV over the weekend, like, literally just laughing and chuckling, like, having a great time. Like, it's it's truly disturbing to watch. I mean, he, he went on Chuck Todd's show yesterday on, I, I forget, is it MSNBC, C, what, CNN? What, they're all the same to me. One I don't of know the people, alphabet Yeah, one of the, one of the alphabet terrorist groups. But Fauci went on Chuck Todd's show, and he was laughing about how if Americans do exactly what he says forever— he might allow them to get married late this year. It's like, dude, he's using this as an excuse to live out his childhood fantasy of being a communist dictator. It's like, dude, when I was a kid, like I wanted to be like, you know, like the biggest rock star in the world. I wanted to be like, you know, a pitcher in the in the major leagues. You know what I mean? Or some people want to be an astronaut. Like this motherfucker wants to be Mao. <laughs> okay. Like, <that's, laughs> like, he grew up like idolizing Joseph Stalin. Okay. Like these people are sociopathic communists. The, what are you talking about? If you do exactly what I say, I'll let you get married. Are you kidding? It's like me? he had to think should, about that. That's an oddly specific thing. You should be in prison for having that thought. Like you should be removed from society. Like, what an unconscionably evil bastard. Like, what are we doing as a society? And half the country idolizes these people. It's like these people are not Anthony Fauci, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Chris Cuomo, all of them. They're not like you. They are a different kind of person, okay? The, the level of sociopathic behavior it takes to succeed at the highest levels in government. These people are not like everybody, left, right, and center. If you're listening to this podcast, you are better. You're a better human being 
than Barack Obama. I don't know, man. People still had to vote for Hitler. They did. And, and that's why, like, democracy and that's, is terrible. Yeah, but like, <laughs> this is this is one of those things where it's like, you know, I stopped being mad at the politicians and I started being mad at the voters because, like, what does Texas man on Twitter? What what's Texas man gonna do to get rid of Nancy Pelosi? It's like she's been there since like the dawn of time because people keep fucking electing her. Like, and they're like, well, you know, rigged election stuff. Like, you can only rig it so often, so far. Yeah. And it's like people put people put them there. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, I still think like America put Joe Biden in the White House. I think that says less about him and that says more about us, regardless to whether, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, what whether there were discrepancies and stuff like at the end of the day, it's still that hard to rig that much. And, and like, honestly, I think I'm team Cuomo right now for this situation. I think he should set up a legal defense fund and he should sue every woman and like destroy them in the court just with court fees and lawyer fees alone. And then when he wins, he should go on and slut shame them. He should get his pierced nipples and just rub them on TV and be like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going nowhere. I will not be defeated by cancel culture. Dude, the thing is, like, and then he'll kill right. another ten thousand. Yeah, you are right about the voters to a certain extent <laughs> because Andrew Cuomo's approval rating is still at forty-seven percent. <laughs> but he wins by like 47. seventy. Forty-seven. Who are these forty-seven percent of New Yorkers? Obviously, the ones that lived. I mean, that you know that. Uh, there were seven people that ran for governor in twenty seventeen against Andrew Cuomo. One yeah. of them was Larry Sharp of all people, one yep. of the most successful third party candidates in a long ass time. And Cuomo still spanked them like it was going out of style yeah. because people still had to put him there. Yeah. This is one reason why, like you know, I, I think the one reason, the one person I hate a little bit more than Cuomo is de Blasio because de Blasio is a true believer and like why I think Andrew Yang might not be the best governor in I mean, mayor in New York history, but I'm like anybody but de Blasio. I even think Anthony Weiner, I even think Anthony Weiner would have been a better mayor than Bill de Blasio. Oh, probably. But I I will say Andrew Yang's ridiculous carpet bagging cringe campaign has been fun to watch. Like the dude, Clearly is not from New York, doesn't know anything about New York, and is just like desperately trying to put on Instagram like stuff that New Yorkers like. <laughs> you guys like hot dogs? <laughs> I do too. It's like, dude, come on, man. I get it. I you can't got... <laughs> wait to see the Yankees play the sports ball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, can't wait to watch Derek Jeter play basketball this summer it's like oh my god i I don't think andrew yang like genuinely hates america though and i think that's the very very low standard that i have to ask for politicians like de blasio genuinely like hates america yeah andrew yang is just bored with free time yeah well i mean the thing is you're, you're totally right about the voters taking the blame we do live in unfortunately we do live in a democracy but um like but the I, most people I know, most of my family members and friends are Democrats and voted for Joe Biden and Barack Obama and, and all this. But like and they love Anthony Fauci and they love Andrew Cuomo and all this nonsense. But it's like they're not completely evil, blood soaked monsters like they are. <laughs> like all of my, my Democratic friends, like if they bombed a, a hospital, they wouldn't be like, oh, oh well, <laughs> whatever. Who cares? You know, like it's just I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I. The red pills flying all over the place are great news, in my opinion. You know, like with yeah, all this Tucker Carlson like military my, my stuff going back though, to like, that. My big thing is, though, like, will it stick? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's the that's the real difficult thing, because it's like each time I think people are going to stick to something, they get distracted 
by something else. Like I think America by and large, like whether you're on the left or right, we can all agree. We should probably come home from Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh yeah. Like I, I found out that Omar bin Laden, like Osama's like third son is like a woke hipster painter what? who has an ad. Yeah. He, you didn't know that? No. <laughs> Dude, this is how I can tell you we won the war on terror. He lives in Albuquerque. Oh, my gosh. And he draws portraits of sunsets over the mountains. His favorite movie is The Unforgiven, and he has to go see a therapist twice a week. Wow. He he is proof that America has won the war on terror. <laughs> when Osama bin Laden's oh. son wants to be an American and is a hipster living in New Mexico quietly. That's how we know it's probably time to come home. It's all over. We won guys. Yeah. Like I read that it was a vice article of all yeah. things. I'm like, you, this is a joke or something. And I look at it and it's like, this is, this is real. But, but there's a video I saw the other day that really like it's, it's 20 seconds. I'm just going to go ahead and put it in front of you. People might be able to hear it. It's 20 seconds. And like, it really showed me that, you know, I, I'm really like I'm at the point in my life where it's like I don't believe anyone can satisfy political change in a significant way other than making things worse right. because people like this get to vote. One second. One second. One second. I'm totally I'm totally screwing this up because, you know, this is an audio show, but I wanted to go ahead and put a fake background on because that makes <laughs> Because that makes so much sense here. Okay, this is better. This is better. One second. I promise. 30 seconds of your life. Okay. What am I watching? Just be in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> what? His vote counts the same as mine. That was the point of this. Yes. <laughs> that was the People... most roundabout way to to make that point. <laughs> I feel like it was the Dude. only way I could directly get my point. I thought, I thought you were going. I thought I thought somehow this was related to like Bin Laden's kid or something. I'm like, dude, what? Oh gosh. Uh, <sighs> that is all. There I'm also going to no point. I'm also you need to send me the link to the Bin Laden's kid being a hipster thing I promise you. I'm going to tweet that I will. Finally George Bush can go do another speech on a uh, carrier. They can they can go paint together. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Oh, do you lack do you lack watercolors? Well dude, that's the thing. You know like uh obviously I believe George W Bush was a horrifically terrible president. Um who completely destroyed the Middle East and all that, obviously, and Gerb government blew out spending and all that. Obviously, not a fan, but like, I, he might be less actually of a sociopath than other presidents and and you know super famous politicians because like he kind of went nuts, right? Like he hasn't done anything in public since he left office. He taught himself how to paint, and he paints pictures of like fallen soldiers and stuff from when he was president, like. He's probably a mess, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, like he, he has. He's probably he has like um. I think it's SDD, se se severe depressive disorder. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. you know, George Bush has literally like, yeah, he, he's he's broken. Unlike a lot of people who are just like, what, what, what's the problem? He's like, he's like actually broken. Yeah. But I mean, do you think it's funny that the one time he came out to speak out against anything was always Trump? And it's like, listen, people, I may or may not have been involved in 9-11. Your economy oh, shit. We're in two wars. You know, the, the Katrina thing. And yeah, like only 13% of you actually liked me, but at least I didn't tweet mean shit. And everyone's like, wow, that's a statesman. Remember the good days when we thought only he was Hitler? Yeah. But I mean, like he, he showed with the painting and stuff and the weird behavior, like it does seem like he feels remorse from the his, Iraq his, war. His you know what book, I mean? he like, came out with a book with pictures called like Gallery of Heroes or something or yeah, Portraits yeah. of Heroes. Yeah. He's a really good painter, but like I read the stories behind it and I'm like, George, this is this is therapy. Yeah. <laughs> like this is actually like some sad shit. And you see some like reflective moments where he's like, what if I was wrong to go ahead and tell Colin Powell to say that Saddam was going to blow up the earth? Maybe I am at fault. And it's like, what the fuck? Well, at least there's <laughs> some kind of like humanity there. Like he understands on some level the things that he's done wrong. I mean, like most of these people, like Cuomo and and like I just gave the example with the Doctors Without Borders hospital with Obama. It's like most of these people have absolutely no remorse at all on any level. It's like they're just not even they're like cyborgs or something. It's like they're that's what I'm talking about. These people are not like us. They're like a they're just a, they're something else. Like they're other. You know what I mean? Like they're not. I, I can't relate on any level as a human being to these people. So like it's you know much of a monster as George Bush was. At least it does seem like he has some kind of like awareness of what's going That's on. That's right, America. Know? Rest well. That now that guy has to go see a therapist. <laughs> that Oof. ironically you're probably paying for. Yeah. No. Definitely. You're definitely paying for it. You're definitely paying for that. Yeah. One hundred percent. Uh, I had a whole bunch more stuff I want to talk about, but I'm out of time. Got to go. So <laughs> <laughs> my brother, we'll do it again soon. I'm sure. Uh, where can everybody check out both of your podcasts, which are both great. And I highly recommend both of them. If you want to talk more about random stuff, check out on the run with Rems W. Martinez. That's on the run, wherever podcasts are available on Al Gore's amazing internet. And if you want something really <laughs> non-political once a week, me and Mark Claire from lines of Liberty get together at the second print comics podcast at secondprintcomics.com and talk about the stories, comics, movies, stuff that made us the giant geeks. We are check it out. Everybody follow Remzo. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Um.